Welcome and thank you for joining us. At Worship Harvest, we believe that we are a movement of the gospel, discipleship and mission. And we are committed to catalyzing spiritual, social and economic renewal in our immediate communities and as a result, the world. Here is this week's teaching. Anytime now, this time I know I have it all. Let's appreciate our worship team. The very best worship team band in the world or anywhere within this zone region. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Minister Timo. Can you help me appreciate all our mission or community leaders? Yeah. Yeah. MC leaders and cohort shepherds, you're doing an amazing job. Thank you so much. And lastly, can you, everywhere you are, because everyone is watching this service, can you please help me appreciate your location pastors and zono pastors? Yeah! Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, God is not un, un what? unrighteous to forget your labor. Amen. When you forget the labor of those who labor in the kingdom, you become unrighteous. Okay. Unjust. Yeah. Because God is not unjust to forget. So in church, we forget a lot. But now in worship service, no forgetting. Amen. Yeah. Just don't be among those who forget. Because there are those who forget. Those who forget the people who led them to Jesus. There are those who forget the people who discipled them at some point. In secondary school, at university, or when you were younger. There are those who forget the people who paid their school fees. Hey! And just, just. There are those who forget the people who gave them their first job. Never Forget. Remember, I used to write in primary on those gathers up in the classroom, you know, especially boys. They would, they would make sure they write where it's impossible. So I even wonder how they got there. For someone to rub it off, never forget Joshua Weiswa, P7, P7, 19, what? <laughs> 95, something. So, for us, we don't forget. We've changed that culture in this church. We honor and celebrate the people God is using to transform lives. Amen. So one more time, let me put your hands together for those different people that the Lord is using. We just finished our series in Him. We started with a series in January, Found in Him that I may be found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is from the law, but the righteousness of God, which is through faith in Christ Jesus. And then when we got to February, we cut off the found. And we just did a series in him. You see, sometimes too much creativity. Yeah, you'd be like, how do we improve this thing? Remove found. And so in him, 
from the book of Ephesians, chapter 1, verse 3 to 14. Amen. Were you blessed? Yeah. Yeah. You were blessed. I was blessed in him. So then March came and we were wondering, what do we do now? Huh? <laughs> the problem is, when is a hymn? The thing is, when you're going to preach or to write a book or an article, you must have an object and a subject. And so when you just say him, then you have a lot of explaining to do. What's wrong with him, you know? <laughs> so we just decided to add one more word, and we said, this time let's look at faith in him. Amen. Amen. Faith in him. Yeah, someone came today doubting your victory. You have it. Yeah. You got your victory. Yay. You have your victory. Wow. I'm reminded of that song, great song by one of the great writers and musicians of our time. Simply says, I have come to take you as my portion, my everything, everything. I will live to take you at your word. You are everything, yeah, everything. Give us the lyrics so that people can sing. Okay. I have come to take you as my horse, my everything, everything. I will leave to take you at your word, your everything. Hey, let's sing one more time for someone in this place or online. Someone watching needs to hear this. I have come to take as my portion, my everything, everything. I will live to take you at your word. You are everything. Everything. So, Father, we thank you for the unspeakable gift of Jesus. That when we have him, we have everything. And that the people who are in this room and the people listening and watching, listening on radio, watching on TV, watching online, watching with friends, watching alone, will know that if they have you, they have everything, that everything will be all right. In Jesus' name, amen. So faith in him, faith, and Womack put it this way, and I think it's very well put, that faith is our positive response to what God has already done by grace. Amen. Faith is our positive response. If your response is negative, that's not faith. Yeah, like if I want to give you some money, Okay, I don't have it right now. Uh, and then you say, no, that's not faith. Faith says what? Yes. Faith itself doesn't create the thing you're looking for. Faith simply receives the thing God has created 
and delivered to you. So for example, if you need healing, you don't need to pray for healing. You need to receive healing knowing that God has already given it. Am I making sense? That's faith. There are some people here who are married. Before that dude came to start making propositions, he had already made up his mind to deliver the good news. And what did you need to do? To have, let me move from this place. I'm being looked at badly. To have a positive response. Yeah. Yeah. When, when there is no positive response, there is no wedding. Do you realize that? In order to have a wedding, there must be a positive response uh, to what the other person has already started by grace. Come on, somebody. Uh, are there people in this place? Hey! Yeah! Faith is my positive response. When God says, you are my right, you are righteous because of me, I say what? Yes, Lord. When he says, by my stripes you were healed, what do I say? Yes, Lord. When he says, I became poor, that you through my poverty might be made rich, what do I say, people? Yes, Lord. Yeah, you need to say yes. Say yes to prosperity. Say yes to health. Say yes to joy. Yes. Say yes to peace. He says, peace, I live with you. My peace I give to you. Do you know that you possess Jesus' peace? Do you know how dangerous Jesus' peace is? When the boat was being tossed to and fro, up and down, when fishermen were crying... Huh? Have you ever been on a boat and the fishermen are crying? You know, you're finished if fishermen are crying. It's like if you go to your doctor and he starts crying. You just better join him and start crying also. It's over. When fishermen were crying, this man was sleeping on a pillow. Uh, the Bible makes sure that they give the detail there was a pillow. In other words, he brought the pillow along. Knowing what was going to happen. Someone in here needs to get your pillow. Get your pillow! Yeah. Yeah. So you're going through storms in your relationship, storms in your finances, storms at work, storms. You've all sorts of storms. Get a pillow. Uh, yeah. The fishermen were throwing water off the boat. They cried out to him. Master, do you care not that we perish? For he was sleeping on a pillow. Who sleeps in a storm except those who know who they really are in God? And that's you. Yeah. So that's what faith is. Faith simply says yes to the, to the Lord and says no to the devil. Faith involves saying no to the devil. Bring sickness, you say, no. You don't even, don't be polite, don't say no thanks, no, no, yeah. yeah. Poverty, no. Mm. See, you what, no. Confusion, no, no. In fact, no, you know, hey. Like that. Yeah, Bible says resist the devil 
It doesn't say cry about the devil. It says resist. Now that's it says resist. <laughs> the devil, the devil, devil, get out. No, 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 no. That's not resistance. Yeah. Wow. Are there people? Second Peter chapter 1, verse 1. Simon Peter. Let's read together. Simon Peter, a what? A bond servant and apostle of Jesus Christ, those who have obtained like precious faith with us by the righteousness of our God and Savior, Jesus Christ. Now, I don't have enough time, but I'm going to share something here, very important. He says that we have obtained, what's the next word? Like precious faith with them. The faith you possess and the faith Peter possessed is the same. Where did they get it from? From Jesus. You see, you don't have an inferior faith to that of Paul, the apostle. You don't have an inferior faith to that of Pastor Benihin. You don't have an inferior faith to that of your pastors, to that of your MC leader. It is like precious faith. When they say she's like her, it means there are similarities. They're the same. Are there people? I know this is sort of shock and awe for some people because you have always walked around thinking your faith was so different and inferior and small, no wonder. So you had decided that you're going to live a less than ideal life because of that. But now we are wiping away every excuse for not living the full life because the faith you have is like precious faith. Like precious faith faith. Mama, mama. <laughs> mm. Mm. Now I'm going to do two things, then I'll do one thing. Okay. So let's first deal with the, the, the fact that it is like precious faith. Yeah. When they put here talent, they put here Peter, they put here who? Smith Wigglesworth, the Peter Billy Graham, they put here Pope Francis, they check the type of faith. If they have a faith swab, it's Jesus kind of faith. Then they say, oh, Jesus kind of faith. Same thing. Yeah, it doesn't, this one doesn't come out green, this one purple, this one yellow. No, same. That. When they do a faith test on you, if they do a faith test on Jesus, if there was a faith testing kit, yeah, I don't know where they put it, but wherever, if it comes out and it's blue on Jesus, it is blue on you. Ah, yeah. Mm. Now, here is the other thing. <laughs> Let me even laugh. He tells you how to get it. He gives you the what? What does he say up there? Like precious faith with us. And what's that? What are the next words? By what? By what? Who's right here says? How do you get this faith? By whose righteousness? Whose you people, we're online, so I can't come down to you, but you can't continue behaving like this. Whose righteousness? Is it your righteousness? 
You see, some of you, you think the reason you have little faith is, me, I have not done enough for God yet. What, 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 what? It's not about you. You see, that's why the devil has been robbing from you. Because you think there are things you need to first, what? Accomplish things you need to fix before you can say, ah, now in position to receive the kind of faith that moves mountains. No, 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 no. Don't let the enemy steal from you another day. You don't obtain this faith by anything you do. You obtain this faith by what Christ has done. That's why faith is our positive response to what God has already done by what? By grace. I need my timer back on people. How do you obtain the faith? By the righteousness. By the righteousness of our God and Savior. So you, oh, 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 and the righteousness of God. Oh, 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 and the righteousness of. Once you start singing that song, you just obtained like precious faith. Yeah. Yeah. I know God is working in some hearts here right now to just reveal to you that you no longer just have to lie down and let the devil roll all over you. It's time to get up and say, get out of here. Yeah. Yeah. You are more powerful than you think. Much more powerful than you know. In fact, one of these days, you just, just need to try out your power. Yeah. Try it out. Yeah. God doesn't do miracles This I want to hear from you. He who supplies the Spirit among you and does miracles among you, does it do it by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? And what does it say? Huh? Well, are you people here? You need to be biblically literate. When I start a conversation, you should just understand where in the Bible it is and continue with me. Yeah, Galatians 3. Ah, is it 1? Three five, Galatians three five. Uh huh. Therefore, he who does what supplies the Spirit to you and does what works miracles among you. Say, I'm walking in power. I'm walking miracle. How how does he do it by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? And he says what by the hearing of faith. People don't perform miracles because they've crossed every T and dotted every I about their position in God. No. You receive by faith. Yeah. It's just saying, rise and be healed. Get up and walk. Restore your marriage. Go back to your husband. Go. <laughs> too much authority. Just too much authority, which is underutilized in church. Because everyone is waiting to come to the pastor. They think it's the pastor who has it. No, it's everyone. You have this faith. How do you have it? By the righteousness of our God and Savior, Jesus Christ. Not by your own righteousness. If it was up to your own righteousness, you would have none. Zero. Zero. Zero power, zero faith, zero authority. Okay. Take me back there. Take me back there to, to Second Peter. Okay. Uh, I'm 
already out of time even before I start. But it behooves us to look at a complication. If I have like precious faith, like Peter and Paul, what, 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 why isn't it working? Where are my results? Now I'm going to solve this conundrum. Are you okay solving it? Are you happy to have it solved? So you don't go around wondering, what, what? my faith is like that of Paul. Why aren't demons fleeing when I show up? Why isn't there an uproar when I enter a city? I said, these are the men who have turned the world upside down. Yeah. I show up and no one notices. No, that shall not be you. Now, the answer is in the book of Matthew, chapter 17, verse 20. And then later, Luke 13, 18 to 19. Give me, let's read together. Huh? So Jesus said to them, aloud, aloud, because of your unbelief, what should I say to you, if you have faith as what? A mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible for you. A mustard seed is as small as a simsim seed. Hmm? These are the guys who had failed to cast out a demon. And he came and resolved the problem. Then they said, what, what was the problem? He said, your unbelief. And they say, if you had faith as a what? As small as a simsim seed, okay, mustard seed, you will what? Be moving mountains. You will move mountains. Yeah, we want God to move mountains, and yet God wants us to move mountains. <laughs> you see, that's the problem we have in church. We miss it. He doesn't say, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, I will say to this mountain. It's not Jesus who says to the mountain. It's you. Now, let's first resolve the problem of the mustard seed. Take me to Luke. There are like three other verses that support it, but give me the Luke verse. Then he said, uh-huh, together, let's read, let's read together, uh-huh. What is the kingdom of God like, and to what shall I compare it? Next. It is like what? A mustard seed, which what? A man took and put in his garden. And it grew and became a large tree and the birds of the air nested in its branches. The reason your faith is not working is you haven't planted it yet. The mustard seed faith doesn't work in seed form. It works when it becomes a tree. And for it to become a tree, you must plant it. That's a kingdom principle. Everything God gives you and I, he gives it to us in seed form. Everything is in seed form. And those who are waiting around for the seed to somehow become a tree are very disappointed already. Because they didn't know the secret that seed, time, and harvest, as long as earth endures. He gives you a word, you start planting it. How do you plant it? You put it in your heart and you start speaking it out of your heart through your mouth. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. You plant it in your heart and then you start speaking it. And then you start seeing results. That's how your seed becomes a big tree in which people, what? Birds of the air can come and nest. Can the birds of the air nest on a mustard seed? No, they eat it. So 
So if you don't plant your faith soon, your seed of the word, it will be eaten. But if you plant it, it will become a big tree. Amen. Are you understanding? May the Lord give you a spirit of understanding right now that you know the things I'm talking about. Yeah, the difference between those who have strong faith and those who have weak faith is not the kind of faith. It's a matter of how much they've been exercising it over time. Over time. Exercising it. Planting it. Speaking it. Acting on it. So you plant the word, you speak, and then you act on it. Amen. So for example, if you're in a relationship with your spouse and it's not going well, you first receive the word. Your husbands love your wives the way Christ what? Loved the church and gave himself for her that he may sanctify her by the washing of water by the word. So what do you do? You start, you start, you receive that word and you start speaking it. You start saying, I love you. <laughs> I love you. I love you. I love you, I love you, I love you. Yeah. Then you start doing what Jesus does to the church. You use the words. You're beautiful. Oh, you're incredible. You're just the right height. You're just the right weight. You're just the right complexion. You're just the right. And so I love you. And then you act on it. You go buy some flowers. And then you bring the flowers. This is the thing I've been talking about. Before you know it. Hey. Your marriage is no longer on drip. No. It's like a river. Have you ever preached with so much excitement? And, and the people you're preaching to? They are excited. But they don't know how to show it. <laughs> Yay! You act on your faith. You act on your faith. Amen. Yeah, you have faith. as He says if it's like a mustard seed. Now people don't keep misunderstanding what he meant. Because the mustard seed comes up again and says this is how the kingdom works. That mustard seed, you must plant it and becomes a tree. And then things start happening. Things start happening. Now we're going to move on quickly so that we get to the part where that faith works. So verse 2, verse 2 and 3 of Second Peter, where we are. Second Peter, grace and peace, as loud as you can with your lungs still in there. Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus Christ, our Lord. As his divine power uh-huh, has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by grace, glory, and virtue. Ah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to ignore all the other deep things in there. Yeah. Like grace and peace being multiplied to you. Do you know grace is divine enabling? Yeah. Grace, there is a definition of unmerited and, and, and 
deserved favor, but there's also the definition of divine enabling. Divine enabling where you start to do the things that are seemingly impossible to the natural man. That's grace. And it says it can be multiplied to you. <laughs> the grace to produce multiple billions of shillings can be multiplied to you. Yeah. The grace to grow a ministry can be multiplied to you. Yeah. How? Through the knowledge of him, relationship with him. Wow. Wow. Wowza. This is good news. This is so much good news. Mama, mama. Grace and peace be multiplied to you. But let's go to the next verse. Because we are talking about faith in him. Faith in him. And I'm showing you how this faith works. It says what? As his divine power has done what? Has given to us what? All things that pertain. Do you know there is nothing left in heaven for you? Like that's not yours. Everything you have ever needed, everything you need, everything you will ever need, including wants, because sometimes we over-focus on needs, including the luxuries. If it pertains to life, is life only needs? Huh? Are you wearing sackcloth? If life was only needs, you just pick anything that covers the body, but you go to the length of, but hey, this style of anange, that brand, well, <laughs> uh, uh, what, what are the other words people use? Yeah. Why do you go to the length? Because life is not just about bare minimums. Yeah. That's why most of you didn't walk here. Yeah. You drove or you took a, a taxi. It's not about bare minimums. So both the needs and the desires are contained in the things that pertain to life and godliness. And he says he has read the word. Given to us everything. All things that pertain to life and godliness. The day I knew this thing, my prayer life changed like completely. Completely. I stopped being there. What? Lord, no, 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 no. I have everything. I am I'm there to command things to manifest. No, we have an example in Jesus, in the way he lived out his life. Jesus didn't go around begging God to make things happen. No, he just keep going around, you know, manifesting things. You see, when you understand what I'm talking about, you stop living your faith life from earth towards heaven, and you live it from heaven towards earth. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. So instead of asking God for peace, you distribute peace, like Jesus did. Peace, be still. You get your environment. You said, okay, now let's pray for peace. Things have happened. No, just, no, I give you peace. I bring to you peace. You get into environments and you distribute joy. Joy, be joyful. Distribute joy. You distribute health. That's what Jesus did quite prominently in the Gospels. Be healed. The Bible says, as many as touched him were made well. Like, what, what, what's that? 
Is he asking for anything? No. He's distributing what he already has. And that's the ministry Jesus has given to us. But for us, we have been deceived and we've turned it around as if we are the ones that he's supposed to be distributing to. No. Once you come into Christ, you become part of the distribution business. You're no longer buying from the shop. You are the one running the shop. Uh, no, no. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. You leave heaven to earth, not earth to heaven. Earth to heaven is Lord, God, sir, what? Help us, help us. I don't, I need rent. I need this, I need that. Heaven to earth is, do you need rent? <laughs> you go around to the neighbors. Who needs rent? Who needs money? Who needs healing? Who needs peace? Who needs joy? That's heaven to earth living. That's the church begins on Monday kind of living. That's the Solomon Aliobe kind of living. I'm preaching better than you're listening. But the Lord is good. He is good. So he says, all th- he has given us what? All things that pertain to life and goodness. Romans 8, 32. He who did not spare his only son, but gave him up for all of us, how shall he not together with him freely give us all things? Like, is he out of his mind to give Jesus the very best and then keep hold on to something that you're looking for? No. Let me tell you, anything that's not in your life, it's not heaven that has withheld it. It's just a lack of knowledge on your part because it's through the knowledge of him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Tell your neighbor, Sunday is going well. Ma, ma, ma. It's going so well. This is going well. Mm. It's through the knowledge of him. Once you remove that through the knowledge of him, it doesn't make sense. Take me back to, to Second Peter. One three, His divine power has given to us what? All things, Second Peter 1, 3, that pertain to life and godliness, comma, what's next? Through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue. Through the knowledge of him. Are we solving this puzzle? First of all, he said we have like precious faith with them. How? through the righteousness of our God. We don't need to be good, better than you are now to receive that faith. Okay. Two, he has given to us all things that pertain to life. And What do you think the purpose of that faith is? Why do you think these verses are together? To receive those all things that pertain to life and godliness. Because I, decided, I started by telling you faith receives what grace has what? given. Now you're seeing that grace has given. Hasn't grace given? So what do we need to do? Receive. And now the faith to receive, he makes sure he gives us the right kind of faith. His own kind of faith. Amen, amen, amen. We are solving the puzzle. It is through the knowledge of him. Now, the knowledge of him, that's where things become they are not supposed to be complicated, but they can be complicated. 
because you are trying to know a God who is so, let's say, out of this world. Yeah, that's the only way to describe out of this world. Like you knowing God. The way Andrew Mac puts it is that you trying to understand God is like an ant. You know these small things that look for sugar in your kitchen? Trying to understand the internet. Yeah. But it also wants a Google account and a Facebook page and a Twitter handle. You ask that ant, what's your Twitter handle? At ant. No. It doesn't work. Yeah. So what does he do? He gives us the word as a way to help us know him. Because the knowing him is what's going to help us receive all things that he has what? Given us. But he knows he's, he's way too complex for us to know him. So what does he do? He gives us the word. Next verse. Next verse. By which, uh-huh, together, by which have been what? Given to us what? Exceedingly great and precious promises that through these you may be partakers of the divine nature having escaped the corruption that's in the world through lust. Exceedingly great and precious promises. Does anyone here have a Bible, a real Bible? And you wave it for me. Just wave it if you have a real Bible. Someone over there has a Bible. Please wave your Bibles properly. Let's see them. Yeah. Okay, if you have a phone and it has a Bible app on it, also join those who are waving. Phones with Bible apps, wave, wave, wave. Now, what you're waving, you can put it down, contains exceedingly great and precious promises. Yeah. I looked up some synonyms for exceedingly. Enormously. Excessively. Extraordinarily. Extremely. Chaba what? Chaba extremely. Chaba too much. Hugely. Remarkably. Remarkably great and precious promises. Great. I looked up some synonyms for great. Excellent. Glorious. Grand. Impressive. Remarkable. Notable. Highly. Regarded. Precious. Choice. Exquisite. Fine. Invaluable. Priceless. Prized. Rich. Treasurable. Valuable. Worth a king's ransom. Immensely. Huh? Excessively immense. Promises that are worth a king's ransom. <laughs> immensely. Huh? Excessively. Immense. Grand. Promises that are worth a king's ransom. Like when you are at war and they capture your king and they take them. Those of you who play chess, you know that once the king is cornered, it's checkmate. So they take the checkmate. And then they say, this is what you will pay to get your king back. Hey. They can ask for half the economy of the, of the nation. Now, those are the promises in your Bible and the phone you just waved. 
and says that through this you may become partakers of the divine nature. Partners. Give, give me that passion translation. The passion translation. It says, as a result of this, let's together. As a result of this, he has given you magnificent promises that are beyond all price. Mama, mama, mama. So that through the power of these tremendous promises, do you have those promises? What happens? You can experience partnership with the divine nature. Partnership with the divine nature. You and God working together as if you are cousins over what? Spouses. Ngatebambe, he's so far. But God is, is, is out of this world. And yet he comes. He, he even became a human being to show us how to do it. And guess what happened when God became a human being? The first thing he gave attention to was the word of God, his own word, Jesus. By age 12, he knew all the scriptures. By age 12. Yeah, now you're 35. So, so when he disappears and comes back at 30, after another 18 years of continuing to take it in, and they baptize him, he comes out, it's over. Yeah. Because, you see, Jesus was not Jesus by accident. It wasn't enough that he was the son of God by birth. He also had to become that by experience through the word of God. That's why when he showed up when he was 12, he knew the word so well that he reasoned with the doctors in the, in the temple for three days. He just walked, didn't walk around and said, me after I'm the son of God, I don't need to read that stuff. No. He went to the synagogue and studied the scriptures. And by 12, he was well acquainted with the word of God. So then he could fully live out his identity as the son of God. You also, by adoption, have been made a son and a daughter of God. The thing that is denying you living out your full identity is that you are not well acquainted with the word of God. Okay. Yeah. And when you start being acquainted with the word of God, you're going to see things happening. Now, some of you are like, yeah, 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 yeah. Let me demonstrate something here in the last one and a half minutes I have. Okay? I need the help. Stewa. Kameth. Now, how much is your, how, how big is your plot in Bulindo somewhere? 50 by 100, eh? Now, the diameter of the earth, the diameter of this planet on which you are, is 12,756 kilometers. Like if you are to put a needle through the earth from one side and it comes out the other side, that distance would be 12,000. 756 kilometers. I know your brain doesn't compute it, so don't worry, just take it as it is. Okay? Now, the, here's a little bit of a problem. You see that sun that's out there? Its diameter 
is almost 1.4 million kilometers. In other words, the diameter of the sun is 108 times that of the earth. Yeah. It is also 148 million kilometers away from here. Meaning that the distance between the earth and the sun is 108 times the diameter of the sun. Okay? Now, all of this, you see, there's a reason he did math up to senior four, but I'm sorry. I, I know some stuff just didn't stick. But let's try something here. You see this ball? Hmm? <laughs> so, assuming this was the sun, hmm? you see when it's up there, I think it looks about this size. Yeah, if you look through very heavy equipment, don't try and look at it directly. It's not good for your eyes. But it's about this size, yeah? Like the sunset, you are taking pictures of sunset, yeah? It's about this size, right? Hold the sun for me. Do you want to know how big your earth is compared to that ball? Thereabouts. I couldn't find something small enough, but I tried to find an equivalent. Here is, please come close for camera purposes. Here is your earth compared to the sun. Mm. This is where you live, here, here. Now, if you try and get your 50 by 100 plot, even a speck of dust is too big, it's like a whole country. Are, you to, are we together? Now, do you want to know how far the, the, the earth is from the sun? Walk to the other white column. Hark the herald angels singing Glory to the newborn king Peace on earth and mercy mild. So you are about here from the sun. If the sun was there, you are here. This is earth. This is where you live. I know you have many titles. You are very important. You even have a big desk in your office. But this, the reality... <laughs> You are probably one of those people who create extra lanes in traffic. But the reality is that this is where you live. Now, now, here is the thing. That's, that sun of ours is one of the very small stars in our constellation. It is the one of the junior stars. They are bigger ones. 
in our constellation. A constellation is a collection of stars, and they all have planets. Okay, most of them have planets like Earth, like things running around it. And then our constellation is one of the small constellations in our galaxy called the Milky Way galaxy. And then our galaxy is one of the small galaxies in our group of galaxies. And then there are billions of galaxies. And then the one who created all of that comes to this bead here and says, can we talk? <laughs> I want to be your friend. And then he says, you and I, how do we communicate? So he comes up with the thing called the what? The word. And says, you, through this, you, you'll know a little bit about me. And then you, you, you refuse. You say, no, I want, I want to know you, you as you. No, you. <laughs> Have you now understood why you should take your Bible seriously? It's your best shot at knowing the creator of this whole thing. Because if, if, if this is the, our planetary system, you see that if, if the sun was here, Stuart, come, then you'd find that the farthest planets like Neptune, Saturn, they are out there in the compound, rotating around the what? The sun. And then the, the, the next star might be like in Chaliwajala. And then the whole constellation covers like Chira municipality. Then the galaxy might be like all of Uganda. Now you are on here, on this thing. You're like, I want to know you. I want to see your face. I want to know you, Lord. It's, it's, it's complicated. Yeah. Just pick up your Bible and start reading it. Yeah. Through this, you may be partakers of the divine nature. You become partners with the person who created this whole system. Amen. I can hear the sound of a new generation. Thank you for listening to this teaching. We hope that you've been blessed by the Worship Harvest Sermon Series. For more teachings and other resources, visit www.worshipharvest.org or call 0393-281-555. That is 0393-281-555. 